hey what's going on who that nation it is yours truly tj jones and yes i am the host of the state of the saints podcast thank you so much for checking out the state of the saints podcast where we talk new orleans saints on this edition of the state of the saints podcast we will be talking about uh the new orleans saints week 13 matchup versus the tampa bay buccaneers uh the falcons loss and how that affects the saints and of course uh we're going to be talking uh, about anything that you all uh have to uh say um any comments so we're going to be doing that uh not going to talk very long i promise you that but i just definitely uh wanted to do a show today uh leading up to the monday night football game i'm pretty sure a lot of people uh know already probably why you're so relaxed and happy and and, and zenned and, and centered in right now because the new orleans saints did not play today <laughs> at all so I guess, you know, you can go and watch other teams fight for stuff that actually matters instead of uh, watching the New Orleans Saints do what the New Orleans Saints have been doing over the last couple of weeks. But let's go ahead and talk about this week 13 matchup. The New Orleans Saints, uh, who are four and eight, are going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as of right now, are the number uh, one team in the NFC South. Um, I mean, that doesn't mean absolutely anything. Uh, as you know, today, the Atlanta Falcons lost. Uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers they're now five and eight uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not a good football team they just they just went in by default at this particular point they five and six and uh, you know it, it's pretty bad football all around to be honest with you uh, the New Orleans Saints they have to win this game they have to go to Raymond James Stadium which you know I understand it's an away game but that's not a real big home field advantage in my opinion you know Raymond James Stadium ain't rocking ain't going crazy or nothing like that um, to me, you know, is it basically just, you know, another place to play. And honestly, uh, the way the Saints have been uh, performing as of late, it seems like they they need to be away from the Superdome in order for them to generate any uh, type of level of success. Uh, you know, the fact is, you know, they, I feel like they play defensively uh, better. I feel like some of the things that they try to do, maybe, you know, the fact that they are away, they understand the sense of urgency more. So maybe a change of scenery uh, will help them uh, they need to win this football game and how you do so is by putting pressure uh, on Tom Brady uh, which is going to be hard to do uh, Trifton Wirfs is not going to be playing in this game it's star right tackle and we know that Tom Brady has uh, been trying to get the ball out of his hands in under two seconds uh, you know since they've been having issues on the offensive line all season long uh, you also have Leonard Fournette who is dealing with a, a injury uh, but honestly, I'm wondering to myself, has he been dealing with injuries all year because he hasn't been playing well? Um, as a matter of fact, I think he's maybe like the third best running back on the football team as of right now. Uh, Chris Godwin seems to be getting back. Uh, the Saints have to find a way to try to neutralize him. Um, over the last couple of weeks, I'm starting to see more flashes of the Chris Godwin of old. Um, Mike Evans, uh, who is a guy who can make some plays, but we know that Marshawn Lattimore more than likely is going to be back. You know, Marshawn Lattimore, I'm pretty sure uh, when he was dealing with his injuries and he was looking at a game that he could possibly come back for, he would not miss a matchup versus Mike Evans for the world. I mean, especially how things ended up last time, um, him getting ejected from the game, uh, sucker punched by Mike Evans, pushing the guy in the back, uh, only because, you know, Tom Brady was upset that started the fight because he realized that his man was getting locked up. Uh, so instead of uh, you know, trying to be a competitor and trying to find ways to uh, strategically go up against Marshawn Lattimore. Instead, uh, he played the victim and initiated and weaponized his wide receiver to retaliate 
on Lattimore. I mean, that's just my honest opinion. Um, that's just the way that, uh, you know, I'm looking at it. But uh, I know he wasn't going to miss this game. I expect for him to do what he always does on Mike Evans, which is neutralize him. I'm looking for some of these younger uh, cornerbacks to take the extra step. I'm liking what I've been seeing over the last couple of weeks when it comes to Alante Taylor, uh, when it comes to, um, you know, Paulson Adebo. Uh, the Saints are starting to get a little bit healthier uh, in the secondary, even though they don't won't have P.J. Williams in this game. But the more chances that you have an opportunity to put Chris Harris Jr. on the sidelines is a good day. All right. But that's what the Saints need to do. They need to make sure that they win their matchups. The New Orleans Saints, to me, match up really well versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the whole entire time from the time Sean Payton was here and now that Dennis Allen is here, I feel like this team was designed to be able to neutralize and go toe-to-toe with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The problem is the Saints have not compensated for the involvement of the National Football League. The ability for the quarterbacks to be able to throw the ball in the pocket as well as be able to escape. And I feel like that has been the issue when it comes to the New Orleans Saints defense. As far as them understanding assignments, I think they do. But I think sometimes uh, when you don't have a, a game plan or got guys that really match up really good defensively when it comes to, uh, you know, getting the ball, you know, you know, on rollouts and stuff like that, being able to uh, sit, like set the edges. I think that's been the Saints biggest issue. Tom Brady isn't going anywhere. Tom Brady is a freaking statue. He's going to stand there. And he's going to look and try to find ways to get the ball to his receivers and his playmakers. So if the Saints can be able to rattle him a little bit, be able to disguise some things, maybe they can be able to come away uh, with the victory. Uh, both teams seem like they've been anemic when it comes to scoring. Uh, both of these teams' offenses seem to be getting in their way. I don't know if it's just coaching. I think it is. Um, <laughs> well, I think it is. I think it's from, from both sides, to be honest. Um, the fact of Ty Bowles, and Dennis Allen, I feel like two guys that are really good coordinators and but not really good head coaches. Uh, on the offensive side of the football, man, who are we kidding? Just score some freaking points. Huh? I mean, last week you didn't score anything. You didn't score any points. I mean, that, that's that's kind of like the 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 way the NFL goes, right? It, it goes like, you know, you get the ball, you try to go downfield, and you try to get points. So how about we try to get some points on the board? Last week, the New Orleans Saints went goose egg for the first time in over 20 years. Andy Dalton will be the starting quarterback. Don't understand why. Uh, if, if you're looking for a guy to generate a spark, um, if you're looking for a guy talking about offensive efficiency, whatever. I mean, but you can have as much offensive efficiency as you want to, but you don't have absolutely nothing to show for it. I feel like him not playing, I mean, him playing in this game, talking Dalton, is an indictment on Jameis Winston. It's just pretty obvious that the New Orleans Saints just do not like Jameis Winston because you cannot tell me that the New Orleans Saints have done enough with Andy Dalton for you not to even contemplate even seeing a Jameis Winston. The fact that you have Jameis Winston dressing every week, the fact that you have him in the huddles every week, the fact that you parade him out here with the big C across the crest of his jersey and you're talking as if you're looking out for his overall health is a bunch of BS, okay? And the fact that you think that Andy Dalton give this team a better spark is some bs as well all right because in reality this team has absolutely no spark that's the biggest issue okay you might get a spark from a certain player from time to time you might see a catch that you wasn't expecting but for the most part this team is boring uh this team seems like they have absolutely no identity and the fact that you have andy dalton out here yet again going up against the tampa bay defense when you know more times than not it's going to be the same exact thing we've seen over the last couple of weeks 
is pretty much laughable. But just just for the sake of argument and uh, entertainment purposes, uh, what the Saints need to do offensively is be able to run the football. Now, I understand uh, in years past, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been really, really good at stopping the run. But there are a lot of ways that, you know, teams can run against them and they have found success running against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think with the absence of Mendomican Sue not being on his team this year, even though he was up there in age, he's playing for the Eagles right now, but he was really, really good at, uh, you know, run stopping him along with Vita Veda, you know, which who has been doing a good job. But I mean, the way that they are structured defensively, teams have been able to run against them. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, the wide receivers, look, the Saints have to find ways to get the ball into the hands of guys like Chris Olave. Uh, Jawan Johnson isn't playing in this game. He's dealing with an injury. But you got to find ways to get the ball into the hands of guys like Olave. Get creative with guys like Rashid Shaheed. Uh, get get creative with uh, ways with uh, Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara. You got to be able to give them more production. And you cannot just sit on some of these offensive plays just because two or, they didn't work two or three times. You got to find ways to do this, all right? So that that's what the Saints need to do in order to win. Uh, do I think the Saints going to win this game? Uh, yes, I think the Saints are going to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, it, it's just very, very simple. Uh, the Saints get motivated when they play against Tampa. All the things that happened uh, with Tampa last time and some of the things that Tampa are, are going through, I just think that the Saints are going to be motivated uh, to win this football game. So uh, the, the year of misery continues for us as Saints fans, uh, but the Saints will go 5-8 and eight, in my honest opinion. They will knock off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into their bye week, uh, coming back out of their bye week, uh, giving us hope that more than likely we shouldn't have. All right, but that's why I feel about it. I'll go ahead and read some of your comments. They want to hold you long, uh, but let's go ahead and read some of these comments and uh, get started there. It says, uh, just uh, don't lose too bad. That's all I ask. <laughs> That's all I ask. Make it competitive. Don't lay down. Now, I, I don't think the Saints, I don't think the Saints are going to lay down, Chosen. I, I don't. I think that they're going to play inspired football. I think that they're going to try to do everything they can to win. I mean, that's what they've been doing the whole season. I don't think that's a testament to DA. You know, I, I really don't. Like some people are like, well, the locker room didn't quit on them. That's because the Saints have built the locker room over the last four to five years with guys with high character. And these guys, they care. You know, they, they got high character, so they're going to go out there and play. I, I don't I don't see the Saints quitting. I've never seen the Saints just flat out quit, and I don't expect for them to quit. Um, I expect for them to continue to play because those guys are professionals. They've done a good job in, in that regard. But it, it's, in, it's in spite of Dennis Allen. So if Dennis Allen goes out there and get the win, I, I don't feel like it's it's – uh, because he gave them this rah-rah speech to inspire them or move them. The dude is a lame duck coach. And you have people that are constantly going on social media, trying to double down, oh, it ain't DA fault, oh, it's his first year. Man, miss me with that stuff. Like, how many years of ineptitude do y'all need? How many years of bad coaching do you need to see from this guy to see that he will never get it together? He probably can get some guys that can be on the coaching staff, but eventually we're going to end up coming – coming to this point because it comes a time when a head coach needs to make a tough decision in a real-time game situation that can decide the game and the only thing that you can say about uh dennis allen is the fact that around the five minute mark of the fourth quarter you're probably going to have three timeouts because he has he's so conservative i mean that's that doesn't make you a good coach okay i mean that, that makes you you know 
I mean, it makes you time on task. That makes you organized, but you can be organized all you want to. But how are you how are you helping your team win a football game? In my opinion, Dennis Allen can't do that unless he's coaching a, a defense of a team. Uh, I know the record isn't good, but the game uh, we're definitely winning. Olave and Shahid will come up big and all y'all Saints haters will see. Uh, we not going against uh, Patrick. It's Brady. Nothing new. Yeah, look. I, I look, all these people like to be honest with you with all, with all due respect warrior of god why would anybody be hating on the saints in 2022 like seriously like what why would anybody be hating on on the saints uh i i i don't know like what, what what do we actually have that anybody else would want except for that six pick as of right now that philly got i mean they have not done anything for us to really just be honestly juiced up about the thing that is keeping us around has nothing to do with offensive defense or special teams or coaching or any of that stuff. What keeps us around is the fact that we love this football team, you know, and we are willing to subject ourselves to boredom and subject ourselves to ineptitude because we love this football team. But if anybody's jealous of the New Orleans Saints in 2022, ugh, I don't know what to tell you. But as far as, um, you know, Tom Brady, yes, I, I feel like uh, Father Time is tapping him on the shoulder. And um, I think it's time to, it's telling him it's time to go. It's time to go. Uh, we're about to take a whole L. I think they'll win. I, I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, what up, TJ? Uh, who that? Primetime uh, Andy will get it done tomorrow night. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. Case in point, primetime Andy. Somebody please, somebody please run up Andy Dalton's Somebody runs up Andy Dalton uh, record in primetime. Hasn't won a primetime game since 2014. So there you go. Uh, tech, uh, Texas Saint, uh, do you have a podcast show? Or if you do, can you put it in the link? Says uh, we going to have to put up 24 to win this game. I think the Saints going to put up points in this game. I mean, if they don't put up points in this game, then, yeah, it, it's, it's more serious than we thought. It's just the fact that none of these teams just want to go in, or go away, man. Like nobody wants to separate themselves. Everybody losing like every single week. It's like when a team, when you think that a team has a two game lead, I mean that two game lead goes into a point half of a game lead real quick when everybody in the division loses. Uh, Winston thinks he's a backup at best. Not sure why any Saints fans like him. Uh, let's see. Uh, after having Breeze, people want to think Jameis is good. It's not about being good. It's not about being good. The truth, uh, the truth is, uh, Andy Dalton stinks. I mean, let's just be real about this. Like this dude ain't good enough to sustain a starting job. See, I think some of you don't understand this. Like y'all think that people are clamoring and asking for Jameis Winston because they feel like he leaps and bounds better than Andy Dalton. That's not the case. The 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 obvious the the honest reason why people are feeling this way is because Andy Dalton isn't good. I mean. How can anybody like really fix their face just to th say that Andy Dalton is good enough to lead this team anywhere? If, if anything, like I feel like anybody that's okay with Andy Dalton being a quarterback is the problem because that's where we became as Saints fans. This is where we become. We become fixated with, you know, mediocre quarterbacks that can throw the ball down the field from, from any Mike White pass to a, any, I don't know, any uh, Taylor Heineke play. Like we've we've we have subjected ourselves and come to a point where we are just take anything where you know a guy can throw two first downs on a drive and it's sad. All right. My whole solution uh to this issue is 
well not solution but my biggest issue i should say is the fact that people are looking at andy dalton like like this dude like that just leaps and bounds better like this dude is not very good and your 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 season is on the line so you should be trying to find ways to try to generate a spark you can say whatever you want about Jameis winston you can talk about uh you know his past you can talk about the turnovers in 2019 but what you cannot say about him is that anytime this dude has played in a game even when he's been hurt you you haven't seen like some level of excitement but i'm telling you right now like i'm i'm serious i know some people you know don't like Jameis. i i understand it i completely 100 understand it but i i do feel this way when the saints were down in atlanta this man brought him back from 16 uh when the saints were down uh against uh carolina this man was like this man threw almost 400 yards trying to get these boys back into the game so we know that he's capable of generating a comeback haven't seen it from andy dalton haven't seen like that spark that gener- that that excitement is boring i just want some i was i just want some excitement if anything you can find out what you can have for the future which we already know is is not james winston because he's not playing but they, you know what I'm saying? Y'all not going anywhere anyway. You know, you can pretend, you know, that y'all just have everything under control with Andy Dalton. But, I mean, you got to try different things in order to try to generate a spark. You know, I, at this point, I just think that it's just, it's just ridiculous. Jameis is where he belongs on the bench. I mean, Andy Dalton needs to be with him. You know, I, like I said, I just don't understand it. Like, Andy Dalton is not good. A Saints win, Brian. Let's see. Dallas fan tried to tell us about Dalton. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans are in second place right now. That's something positive. Dalton is simply a game manager. This team isn't a playoff team. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the truth. That That's my whole point. If they're not a playoff team, why are we sitting up here trying to pretend like they will be if and they have a better chance with Andy Dalton as the quarterback? That's all I'm saying. Like, you're not going nowhere anyway, you know, and he hasn't done enough. Like, this man has this man has thrown no touchdowns, no interceptions in the last game, didn't, didn't, didn't do anything. Like, what, what are we talking about? If we're talking about if we're talking about touchdown to interception ratios, well, the reality is. If you put the percentage of Jameis Winston and the percentage of Andy Dalton, it's pretty much the same. So Andy Dalton got almost just as many, uh, just as many touchdowns and interception percentage than Jameis Winston have. He, he has more, of course, because he played in more games, but this percentage is pretty much the same. So if you're if you're trying to preach, oh, he 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 keeps the ball safe, he and he protects the football. Does he really? Does he really? Does he really protect the football that much better? Just hope we can score points. <laughs> uh, get used to Dalton for the rest of the year. It's pretty sad that Dennis Allen uh, won't make any changes. The only thing he did was change the quarterback situation and refused to do the right thing. I don't like honestly. I don't even know what the right thing is. I just know they they need to try something different. This team is boring. Like going, I, I went back and you know just to kind of go over like some things about the game and like some plays and. Some tendencies. I'm like, man, this is a boring football team right now. Uh, when will DA ever go for it on fourth down? When is the fourth quarter and they ain't got no other choice? DA gonna bring Dalton back next year. 
Um, yeah, he probably will. He probably will. I, I can't lie about that. I mean, birds of a feather flock together. Uh, the only thing Dennis stands on is the super decision he made and he refused to come off of. That's the only thing he has a backbone about. Mm. Let's see. I just have uh, I just hate the conservative play style, man. It's gross and boring. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just too conservative. Like they they do not like to take risk at all in New Orleans. Like it, it it's crazy how night and day this team is. Like Sean Payton to go for it on fourth down in the first quarter, nothing, nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's it's crazy how this team just refuses to go for risk. Like try to fight, like try to get one yard. Like I, I don't know conceding to the fact oh they defense better than mine what man you out your freaking mind like if you can't get one yard like okay we ain't we not even gonna try to run the football we gonna punt it or we gonna try to throw the ball four four straight times because we can't run the football man give me a freaking break like that kind of stuff right there is is uh ridiculous uh you manage a game by winning get off here clown i'm with you tj is it's time quarterback change yeah i mean this this whole quarterback like i said i whoo i gotta calm down i gotta calm down man because it's, it's ridiculous how people just i don't know man like like where's the backbone like where where's the where's the the, the spine like where's the where's the oomph like we like i understand that drew Brees has retired two years ago but the the things that we just are okay with like the things that we just we just like accepted you know who that nation like my goodness man like why is it so like I, like even if you're not the biggest Jameis winston supporter how can you possibly sit up here looking at this team as boring as they are and how uninteresting as they are and, and how they need a spark in some plays and you can just sit up here and, and just say man well i know we losing but i'm a roll with andy dalton like seriously is your is your anger and hate and i don't know bias for some people that that huge that you can't just sit up here and just be like okay man let's see what this dude has it can't be no worse like some some people like just literally refuse to like even just fathom the thought of Jameis Winston not playing. Like honestly, Jameis Winston has better, more games, more better games in New Orleans as a quarterback than Andy Dalton does, and yet you all are ready to sit here and just be like, okay, man, put Andy Dalton in. Are you freaking kidding me, Jameis Winston? has done more positive things in a Saints uniform as a starter than Andy Dalton. But some of you who are still holding on to 2019, you can bind 2019 to the games that he played this season, and you're like, well, Andy Dalton is better. Like, go back and look. Look at the starts that Jameis Winston had combined, his stats, and look at Andy Dalton's, and you tell me who had better games and who had worse. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I mean, enough, not enough for him to get an opportunity. That's all I ask. Like that, what? Taysom is better than both of them, if you ask me. <laughs> at this particular point, like at this point, at this point, I, I wouldn't even care. 
I wouldn't even care. Like, I'm not the biggest Taysom fan. I am not. But at this point, I, I don't I don't even care. Like, that's, you know, like, you, you got to find something. You got to find something in order for you to be able to, like, generate a spark if you're talking seriously about trying to make a playoff run. I mean, you're not going to make it. But if you want to do it, like, why not try to any solution? Uh, you know that decision is solely based on Jameis Aaron um, out, uh, let me see, the and not play. Let's see. I guess I don't think so. I don't think that's what it is. Uh, let's see. Laughing. There it is. He's a Taysom fan. Uh, truth be told. Uh, bro, Jameis ain't the answer. Uh, either him or Dalton. Why? Like, <laughs> why? Uh-uh, man, it's not about the answer. Not, like we we can we can accept and concede none of these like honestly as as the the way the team is looking the way the organization is is, is saying all these things and the way that they they're structured none of these guys are the answer so at this point like okay am i supposed to say well since none of them the answer let me go with andy dalton who is not the answer like think about that like I'm just gonna be solely in on if you know it, it's basically like and I'm not you know I'm not calling these guys dumb or anything like that but it's like the three stooges right you know what I'm saying like if you got Curly Larry and Mo guess what collectively they the three stooges right you know what I'm saying like it, so if you have Andy Dalton and he's bad if you have Jameis Winston and you say he's bad and you have Taysom Hill you say he's bad. What's the difference? Like, so why are we sitting up here like focusing in on one quarterback? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Like, what? Why? <laughs> why? You know, I can understand. Like, look, if it's a young kid coming in out of college, and yeah, you know, what I'm saying he probably on that level right now, but he has the potential of reaching a different level by playing him. Yeah, that's fine. But both guys have been starters on other teams right pretty you know what i'm saying like franchise quarterbacks at one time or, or looked at as franchise quarterbacks and it did pan out for them on their in a respected organization so i think that's a, what you call an equal playing field so why are we sitting up here like trying to pretend okay if they all bad they well they they suck they all bad if they all bad then what's the what's the issue what, what's the issue then why not try Taysom? why not try james or somebody else they have racism at the root of most of the of them comments. Uh, no, I think they I think they have misinformed as many of the comments. To be honest with you, and it, it's not even about just being not on not just on top of being misinformed, but also people that that refuse to uh, research or uh, try to see a, a narrative played out. See, a lot of the times where we get caught up as fans or we get caught up as people is when we feel like we start reading the dirt sheets and we start reading cliff notes to decide who a person actually is. I give, I'll be back to you, Joey, to, to find out what a person is. And some of us, we feel like we read the whole book, but we just read the first page. So when it comes to Jameis Winston, oh, turnovers back in 2019, unfixable, yada, yada, yada. And then you look at the whole Deshaun Watson situation. Well, they ain't want him because they wanted Deshaun Watson. And look how quick they, they snatched him off the field. So 
you got all these different things right here. A lot of the stuff is basically formulated thoughts in our minds that we came up with and we made a theory on our own. And then you have other people out there that just refuse to uh, look at this dude seriously since everybody's been telling you since 2019 he's the worst quarterback in all of football. So a lot of people are just prisoners of their own, you know, but I guess, you know, that prisoners are their own delusions at times or the fact or some some people's um some people's information you know like they just hold on to it you know and they don't look at a guy or evaluate a guy fairly i don't know all i know is if we if we gonna just continue to uh talk about this dude and say oh he wasn't good and you know he ain't good enough and and andy dalton is it's just that much better than he is like i just think that you know that's just crazy People hate Jameis because it's trendy to do so, so hate him to troll his fans. I, I think a lot of people just don't like Jameis. Once again, it's because the narrative has been to hate Jameis. Like some of us, you know, we we on that, you know, a lot of people, lot lot of people are like the mice in the in the in the book, the Pied Piper. You know, you start playing the Pied Piper, and here we come dancing down the street. You know, what I'm saying like dancing to the music. Jameis sucks. A Jameis sucks. A Jameis, Jameis, Jameis sucks. And here we come dancing with it. Oh, 2019, 2019, here we come dancing down the street. So that's that's the way I feel. You know, a lot of us like hold on to that narrative and we really didn't evaluate this man fairly as a saint. Yes, he had some bad games. And yes, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe he didn't have enough built up capital. And that's fair because if we're going to if we're going to talk about, you know, Dennis Allen and, you know, going back to o Oakland and his days right there and we're using what he's doing this year to kind of add on to our feelings about it i guess i can understand it from a certain perspective but what i don't but what i can't is the fact that he did he did more positive in the saints uniform as a starter than he did negative and you know so i i, I don't know so i just don't understand like how anybody be like couldn't be like man let's try to give him a shot again like not not to even not to even like mention it is it's puzzling. Jameis would if he had 30 interceptions by now, if uh we were started. Uh, but it's uh fun, right? Uh you say Jameis would have had 30 interceptions. Um, see that see that's see, that's the whole thing right there. See, he goes back to the 30 interceptions because he has nothing else to stand on, you know, nothing else to stand on. So he's just gonna crack jokes about the interceptions. You know, so but that's that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's always 20, like, it's always 2019 to validate a Jameis fact. It's, it's never like, oh, I seen this in the game. Like, what, what, what do you see, like, in a Saints uniform? You know what I'm saying? More times than not. You know, so it, it always goes back to the 30 interceptions. So when you start talking about the 30 interceptions, I just automatically, like, just realized that your, your whole logic and thought patterns are basically, uh, you know, are created by mainstream media i'm just i'm just i ain't trying to disrespect anybody but that's the way i feel like how can you like this, this man has been in with the new orleans saints organization for like what his third season and we still talking about 2019 uh i wouldn't mind a conservative play if we were winning but we losing and we playing boring hell nah uh the spurs were boring to watch but at least they was winning exactly exactly uh, Josh says, I don't see how one can really say after watching this season that Dalton is the answer. I mean, 
me neither. Jameis Winston got hurt in the first game because of the old line was uh, so at the time, uh, which led him to uh, uh, being hurt. And the next few uh, games uh, asked our coach uh, why put a quarterback in that situation. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was hurting the game. I mean, he already came out there and said that. But I, I will, I will say this: um, when it comes to Jameis' team, a lot of you know, a lot of people feel like you know because his team is like uh, so involved, it rubs them the wrong way, and it, it's like he has a bunch of individuals on social media who are willing to come and flock to him and try to justify, you know, all you know, what I'm saying like the try to justify the shortcomings or, you know, how he has to have like pristine situations in order to evolve. Oh, the old line wasn't blocking or, you know, oh, you know, like, you know, he, he had his back was hurt this day or he averaged this many yards, you know, like a lot of people like him, they tie their analytics, uh, they tie their excuses. And, you know, that's the reason why they kind of, you know, come at him the way that they do. But I just feel like a guy has a, a, a guy needs a fair shot to be able to change the narrative. And, you know, the, the, we, and a lot of us were like Dennis Allen, you know, the first line of trouble we saw, we was ready to jump off the Jameis Winston cliff, you know, and I don't know. Uh, he light up the giants last year. Uh, you, you did not just say that. Uh, you see, we talking about, we lit, he lit up the giants last year. Oh, oh, I guess we just trying to, you know, talk about, how, you know, Jameis Winston shouldn't be in a game. I got you. Uh, why not put it here? At least he will uh, be on the team next year. Uh, let's see. Talking Winston and Dalton is a waste of time. Neither will be here next year. The truth, I mean, it is worth talking about because I'm talking about the ne- the five-game stretch here. You know, if, now after this year, maybe it's not worth talking about. It, it, maybe it's not worth talking about. But right now, it is worth talking about because the Saints still have a chance to make the playoffs as crazy as that sounds. And how do you make the playoff can determine by who is the signal caller. What about the Green Bay game? What about that one? Um, Yeah, when he threw five touchdowns in week one. We got so many more topics to discuss than this trash quarterback room. Uh, we beating uh, this into the ground. Uh, Definitely, definitely beating this, this into the ground, but Look, the quarterback position, uh, Juve is the is the most important position on the field. So, anytime there's a quarterback controversy or a quarterback injury, it's going to be talked about at nauseum. That's just the way that it is. Um, I mean, what more? What what other topics can we talk about when it comes to this team? If we're talking about uh, Saints and Tampa Bay, I mean, it all starts to be honest with you with the quarterback position. Like, no matter how good the defense comes out here and plays. As we seen last week, they played outstanding, right? They played really, really good. They they held a team that scored 33 points today in the San Francisco 49ers to 13 points last week, right? So that's a really good defense. What happens when your defense has a lifestyle performance like that Well, your offense can't score a measly point? Not a field goal, not a safety, not a touchdown, not a, you know, uh, you know like a, a, a Georgia special teams play none of this right so i mean i don't know you know like how can you how can you talk about the defense oh oh they need to get pressure on tom brady where that's gonna come from will it come from davenport oh i don't know you can sack the team you can sack the quarterback all day and night 
Will the Saints get a turnover? I, I think so. You know, they more, probably will get a turnover because Tampa Bay Buccaneers like to throw the ball a little bit more than than other teams. But I mean, it all starts in the like it all starts with the offense, especially what we saw last week. You know what we saw last week. What we saw last week is not going to get it done, no matter what you bring out there. Like, no matter what type of defense you try to play, no matter how much pressure you get on Tom Brady, no matter how much stopping of the run you do, no matter how much neutralizing of the wide receivers you do with tight ends, if you cannot put points on the board, you're not going to win a football game. Simple as that. Ain't James signed for two years. Yeah, he got one more year left. Um, Let me see. I really don't want to believe that. Don't want to believe it of DA, but I'm 63 years old and can play quarterback if they block for me. <laughs> uh, who that all? All right, we gonna read a few more comments, then we are gonna uh, go ahead and uh, get up out of here, man. Told y'all wasn't gonna be a long show. Just wanted to talk to everybody because I mean I haven't had a a podcast in the last couple of days, man. Really wasn't much to talk about. I mean, if you uh, a Jackson State alumni like myself. It's a lot to talk about today, but uh, outside of, you know, um, the Atlanta Falcons losing today, uh, making it more interesting in the NFC South, uh, I, I will say it was really fun. It was really fun, like, watching games and not be emotionally invested in, in the games, but just to watch it as a fan. Um, I was watching the NFL Red Zone um, as I was uh, washing dishes, and um, I seen the Jets and the, and the Vikings, and I can only imagine the Jets <laughs> – you know, fans that are so excited about how the season is going right now. And uh, you're going up against a team in, in the Minnesota Vikings in Minneapolis. And, you know, they only lost two games and you have a chance to win. And you have your backup quarterback and Mike White, who is out there battling for over 300 yards. And how these guys are playing out there, you know, playing out their soul for this dude in order for him to be the starter next week. And, you know, and it comes down to a goal line situation. And they get a goal line stop. Like, can you imagine like that being your team to decide to win? So it's good to like watch games and, and remember like why we love football so much in the first place. Uh, you know, of course, you know, we love the, the Saints, but we want them to play better. But it, it's just the, the the majesty of of watching offensive innovation, uh defenses, of coming up with stops and turnovers. And you know, it, it's it's amazing to see and how a fan base. Uh, can get ex- so excited because they know their team is about to make the playoffs because they, you know, got a one seed or a two seed like we used to be so happy about um, in, in years past. So it was, it was fun. It was fun. You mean to tell me that Green Bay gave up five touchdowns to the defense? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Uh, well, it's over. Dion is going back to the bottom. Look, I I don't believe that. I, look, that, <clears throat> that's the problem I have with you know, a lot of people, you know, we just, I, I don't know, man. The whole Deion Sanders situation, you know, when it comes to Jackson State, him leaving. I, I like, I, if you want to hear what I completely say about it, I, I encourage you to check out the State of the Swag podcast. I talked a little bit about him leaving and what I thought about it. But, man, I feel like Jackson State still going to be okay. But I, I just think that the next person that they, they hire, it needs to be somebody that's serious about staying uh, a little bit longer um, than than Coach Prime probably originally wanted to stay anyway. You know, I feel like, you know, Jackson State was kind of, you know, just kind of just used, you know, to try to elevate his portfolio. Fair enough, you know. 
But now that we got something established, you know, now that we, you know, got some momentum, if we can, you know, try to use that momentum, maybe get somebody that's, you know, that's active, uh, somebody that's gonna gonna work hard and and not just somebody that's out there with some Beijing in their head trying to who is really like probably 70 years old, but they trying to, you know, look like they about 50 or 40, you know, like let's get ourselves like a, a young, uh, vibrant uh coach, you know, that can speak to some of these young guys that can motivate these young guys. And yeah, we, you know, we probably ain't about to get all these different stars, four and five star athletes and stuff like that. Like coach prime can do but if you can get yourself some talented guys and collectively they can come together and win that'll be great but i digress as long as jackson state doesn't get a dennis allen they will be all right yeah he ain't lying yeah, don't send dennis allen now dennis allen can coach can coach jackson state defense but nah he, he can't now nah, he can't be the head coach he can coach defense though oh sean and defense uh put up points bet uh, I understand, Brian, but a uh, second round pick. Uh, no, uh, let me see. No, in, uh, indeed not. Let's see. Uh, who in the chat uh, said he was a great quarterback? Nobody said uh, he has better arm talent than Dalton and Hill, though. That's that's all I'm saying. You know, what I'm saying is, like, it ain't got nothing to do with this. Like, we, we trying to look at this matter-of-factly. Like, you know, <laughs> like he not good okay well adidas andy dalton if you want to put it like that so why not start him if, if we all in agreement that all of them leave something to be desired why not yeah y'all are he left y'all in good hands y'all i mean he's a hand just a little salty from the l go jags yeah look i can understand that but i i will say this shots out to southern you know they made it interesting towards the end and who knows if they would have probably put mcdaniel in the game at the beginning would that game have went awry the way that it did uh probably who knows you know because that dude was out there that boy was out there wheeling and dealing and and to me as a quarterback uh he was smarter than the starter that was out there as far as making decisions i ain't, I ain't saying the guy's dumb i'm just saying as far as reading defenses but i mean it's good to win you know it, it's good to get that dub you know going to the celebration bowl uh i just think that the my my biggest the only thing i can say as a as a jackson state alumni and a supporter of the team the only thing that bothered me was the stuff after the game like him trying to speed up the whole swag championship trophy situ uh you know presentation process you know so he can get back to campus so he can talk to the team so he can get, uh, hop on that red out of colorado i just think that was i think that was classic I think that was very, very classless right there because it was almost like, you know, like, I, man, I got something else to do. Like, you already didn't tell these kids that, you know, that you was leaving. You didn't make it official, right? And and a lot of them probably felt like you used them because you're telling them after they just won something and something that the school has not done since the 90s, which is going back-to-back swag championships. So you basically telling us at the end, after we given our blood, sweat, and tears, you know, hurt ourselves and did all these different things, came out there flying all around for you, you know, and then you turn around and just tell us that after we didn't did all these things. So they probably felt it like a little used. And then on top of that, you know, some of the shots at the city of Jackson, you know, talking about the facilities and all that kind of stuff. I just like we understand that 
you know, Colorado, I think they have like maybe like the top five. Um, they got like the like the top five uh training facilities like among college football. Like they just built like a state-of-the-art uh facility, I think, back in 2015, and they added more bells and whistles uh as time went on. So we understand that, but just taking little shots at that and also just joking around with the the Jackson media and stuff like that, like you wasn't gonna leave and putting people mind at ease in order for you to just kind of slip out of the door and a lack of appreciation, not even to show up at the press conference for the swag championship, uh, a conference that actually gave you an opportunity when other schools wasn't going to give it to you. You know, that's the, that's, that's what I, 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 that's the only thing that bothers me. Not so much about the decision of him leaving, but just the shots that he took out the door. That, that was just classless to me. Um, I had people was talking about, you know, um, like I'm talking about like as soon as he left, he hopped on a plane and we have like a, a special tradition after every game where when we win, you know, we play the alma mater or whatever, you know, it's like, you know, everybody put they one in the, in the air and we sing the, you know, Jackson uh, fight song or school song. And, you know, you can just see like at the end of when the last little uh, beat played, Shadua Sanders just dips out. Right. And just leave like walks off the field and people was like, Oh, he's not happy about leaving, but, a couple hours later, he's smiling from ear to ear with a Colorado hat on. Just, just tacky stuff, man. Just tacky stuff. But look, I never get mad at a guy from chasing, you know, chasing some bread, though. You know, as long as it's, as long as it's, uh, you know, legal. TJ, how you think uh, it'll be with Alante Taylor and Marshawn uh, get back? Well, I think that you have yourself something, there. and also with Paulson Adebo, look. I understand when a person is out there and you can see him and he, and he playing, you got his name on the Jersey. Oh, you know, he, he's well enough to play, but man, these dudes be dealing with all type of injuries. And I can tell you right now, if you ever dealt with a high ankle sprain or had your, had your ankle sprain at any time, you know that it takes weeks, sometimes even months in order for you to get back. Depends on the severity uh, of that injury. So I, I think that you're starting to see Paulson Adebo play a little bit better. I've seen the last couple of games that the Saints had at least a three-game stretch where I feel like he played some of his best football. Earlier, like when he got back, when he was going up against Jamar Chase and, and going up against some of these other receivers and he wasn't getting the best of the matchup, um, yeah, I, I just think that it had a lot to do with his ankle sprain. So, but as far as Elante Taylor, I like the dog in him. I like the never-say-die attitude. I like the fact that no matter if he does get beat on a play, he has amnesia. Uh, he, he, he has – he has this level of confidence about himself that you like to see in a young player. And if that can actually be nurtured, I can see him being a really good cornerback. Not, not a lockdown. I don't see lockdown, but I can see a solid cornerback uh, opposite of Marshawn Lattimore. A uh, question. So TJ, uh, you're the manager at a radio station, right? So if you uh, brought the radio station up to WWL, seeing you and offered you a job, uh, you wouldn't take it. Um, you said, Wait, if they offer me a job, would I take? Yeah, yeah, I would take it. You know, like, look, my my passion, my passion is sports, right? Let, let okay, let me let me put it to you like this. I've been doing the State of Saints podcast since 2018, right? Some of y'all know this, all right. The whole entire time, I was working at the radio station, but I think that anybody can tell, like, if you if you see. If you hear me on the radio station, not to say that I phone it in, you know, but when I'm talking about sports, it's like night and day, right? My my passion is sports. My love 
is sports. So if I was to go and do something that involves sports, of course I would do it. Here's the difference, right? When you are saying, on one hand, I'm talking about, I guess you're, I, I assume you're alluding to the Deion Sanders thing. So I'll say this, all right? When Deion Sanders came to Jackson State, he he ran basically his whole campaign on HBCUs and putting, you know, the attention on HBCUs and showing love for HBCUs and 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 a lot and getting the right talent to come to HBCUs so HBCUs can go pro and they and they profile can grow. Now there's a difference, right? You go to a HBCU, right? Because you say that's where you're supposed to be and you want all these things that you want to do, and you leave the situation to go to something that's the complete opposite of what you're saying that you're trying to do. So yes, but if money is involved, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty sure you're gonna make you think about it, but it's not gonna make me look bad. It, it it's not gonna make me look bad if I am the general manager of of a radio station, right? I, I really am, you know what I'm saying? Just recently. If I leave and go somewhere else and doing sports, it won't make me look bad because everybody at the station knows that I love sports. Everybody at that station knows I do, do a podcast. Like y'all, some of y'all see episodes from the radio station, so I just think that is a little bit of a difference. It, it just it's a little bit of a difference. Like you can't run your camp, like you can't just run your campaign on something else and then just do something like a complete three sixty. Like people gonna look at you like you, like you're insane. Like what the heck is wrong with this dude? You know. <laughs> now GSU and Southern Alcorn coming out the closet like Tampa Bay. Uh, let's see. Chris Harris Jr. should have stayed retired. Uh, Bucks got two cornerbacks out. That's crazy. Uh, I had a grade uh, one high ankle sprain in college. Uh, it swelled to the size of a, a softball and kept me off my feet for two months. Yeah, man, that's 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 serious stuff right there. That, that's serious, serious stuff. Ain't nobody from the South going to play in no cold ass Colorado. Well, he did. He did. <laughs> uh too damn cold in Colorado. I, I'm just being honest, man. Look, I, I like Colorado, to be honest with you. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Uh I I'm happy, like I'm happy for the University of Colorado. Cause quite frankly, I used to enjoy watching the University of Colorado growing up as a kid. Like, seriously, I can remember like I was young, like watching Rashawn Salam, like when he won a Heisman Trophy, I want to say back in 94. Uh, I remember when Cardell Stewart was there, like Cardell Stewart was slashed. Like, I mean, they were really good. Like when Cardell Stewart was there, like they, they should have been a part of the national championship game. I think they end up like getting snubbed because of Michigan, but they always been good. And I always liked them. You know, I have no problem with that, you know, at all, you know, but I said, I ain't mad at him getting his money. Just, man, just put some respect on my school name, you know, like Jackson state ain't just, you know, just some mere charity case. Like Jackson State, one of the most respected HBCUs in the country. So it's not like I just don't like that narrative. Like, man, you just you know saying all these different things and just make it seem like you know, like we like they basically just got some some old slave quarters from the 1800s over there or something like that. Like Jackson State really works extremely hard, you know, for the reputation at school. And yes, they had some down years. And yes, we were not very good in football over the last couple of years you know but what we were we're really good in academics right you know you got you got people that are part of academia that want to come to this school because of the programs that we offer 
So put some respect on my school name. <laughs> Uh, in 2024 and 2025 uh, season of college football, they're going to have a 12-game playoff. Uh, do you think Jackson State can be one of them uh, teams uh, in the playoffs in that point of time if they're a good team? Look, I love my school, Brian, but let's 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 keep it a buck. That's not happening, man. That, that's not going to happen. Uh, number one, the the lack of respect that HBCUs get in the first place won't even allow them to even be considered for that. That has a lot to do with the fact of, you know, Shadur Sanders, you know, joining his dad in Colorado to go to the Pac-12 because he feels like that's probably going to be the only way he gets uh, national recognition uh, from, you know, the NFL, uh, people recognizing him as being a legitimate threat. So, we know that they ain't trying to do that, so absolutely not. I remember Eric Bieniemy at Colorado. <laughs> Let's see, everybody left says, uh, "I hate promise leaving." I wonder how those guys feel, being that they came for JSU for prom. Rob, embarrassed, hurt. I'm sure. Like they, they. If you have not seen it, there's a video that's surfacing of him not announcing it two Jackson State players and you can see those guys in the audience like some of them are really you can really see like the anger on their face because I mean I, I even think about the guy Travis Hunter who was the the biggest signee in HBCU history right five-star recruit comes to Jackson State right that I mean Deion Sanders didn't even know that he wasn't he was gonna sign talk to him didn't know he was gonna be signed seriously basically just kind of flipped the script on everybody and this man comes here with the belief that you're going to be here and he believed in what you're doing and then turns around and, you know, he's like, you know, for that, you could have went to, he could have went to Florida state for that. Uh, he could have went to Alabama, you know, for that, he could have went to Georgia or any other school, you know, all, all, all those other guys that you recruited, like, like, okay, it's possible for, okay. It's possible for these guys to go to HBCUs. And now that I showed you that it's possible, let me take them with me to a P, you know, a power conference school. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Uh, let's see. I, I already read that one. Read it. Uh, but they're losing. Uh, yep, he uh, was telling them not to enter the transfer reporter. I heard he was uh, taking Hunter with him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is going to take Travis Hunter with him. I mean, he's taking his son that's already won, you know, Shadur Sanders. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be taking, like, some of these other guys. So probably younger, like Coleman and, um, you know, probably, like, some of them pass rushes, the offensive line. But, man, I look, I know those dudes are supposed to be good. But, man, now they're, like, they're going to really be competing with guys that's, like, real true five-stars. So you have to ask yourself, like, okay, if this man can recruit, like, these five-star players because now he got uh, major university backing, like how appealing and how impressive are you? So that's why I'm just I'm just I'm just being real. You have some of these guys that are, are good, but you know, like when it comes to HBCU standards, like incredible when it comes to HBCU standards. But if they was to go somewhere else, you know, like they'll just be a you know a little guppy out there in that water. You know, like that, that's that's just how it is. You're a big fish in a little pine in the swag. But if you think, okay, I'm going to go out here, I'm going to dominate out here, 
and you going up against a guy who you know could have went to alabama but decided to go to colorado or could have went to georgia Mm-mm. you know gonna be hard so i i agree with him he, he, he right about telling some of them that they need to stay or you know they're gonna have to go somewhere else you know maybe go to another school but uh i was just giving jackson state credit because they won their division yeah but i mean brian look when it comes to fcs football unless you north dakota state or something like that like they ain't giving you that type of attention man like when it comes to hbcus uh historically black colleges and universities like we rarely can get on tv right so to say that they gonna you know put them anywhere in somebody college football playoff nah Chris Harris can play safety and replace May uh, or Matthew. Uh, TJ, what do you think of the chances of Pete and Laddie Daddy uh, playing tomorrow? So Laddie can spank his son. Uh, I think that Marshawn Lattimore most likely will play. Uh, based on like, I- I'm only doing, I'm only saying this based on the Saints' behaviors when it comes to players practicing. Um, they call oh, if they've been on, if they've been hurt they activate them give them like two days of light practice they won't play and then they'll probably practice again and then they'll probably be questionable and then play the saints have a bye so i look for Pete warner probably to play after the bye i i I think that's probably what they wanted to do bring them back to practice uh you know get them some practice in get them some reps um then you know have them back by the bye week well after the bye week Watch the D.R. Sanders press conference, and he kept bringing up no crime. Yep, started bringing up no crime. His assistant was talking about, oh, you can finally breathe fresh air. Like, just just little knocks. You know, like, okay. Uh, all I'm saying is at the time when nobody really wanted you to come coach at their school because you didn't have the credentials to do so, like – at the time when he was looking for a head coaching job, the reason why he only can coach in high school, and I've said this on the uh, on the podcast, the only reason why is because he didn't have a degree. Like he went to Florida State, but he didn't graduate. Deion Sanders got his degree in 2020 from like one of those little speed up uh, semesters at Talladega College in order for him to be eligible to coach on a college level. And Jackson State, along with a few other schools, were only schools that would be willing to wait for him. And Jackson State being one of the more H- one of the only HBCUs that was doing it, he looked at it as an appealing and a possible profitable uh, situation. You know, so that's the reason why he chose JSU. It was never designed for him to be there forever. It was never designed for him to be there longer than five years. I mean, it was just basically a spot for him to kind of get started, right? You know, let me let me just go ahead and build a little something here. You know, that's I mean, all this stuff is if you if you look at if you look at it, it it's it's smart. You know what I'm saying? It's good marketing, but it was premeditated. Like from anybody that's watched any of them games, from Jackson State being up by 20 points, but still allowing Shadur Sanders to throw the football to pad up stats. Um, from basically, you know, turning Jackson State into like a, a pass first team. Even when a running back is getting hot in games, you still not want to use them like that. Still using Shadura to throw the ball. Like, it, it's stuff like that. Basically, he he did all these different things kind of to elevate the brand of himself. 
you know in the process i mean i think he did some he did some great things for jackson state too like i can't take that away from him but i don't i think he i think he did more for himself uh in the process than he did for jackson state though once again jackson state already was a relevant hbcu like people know what jackson state is like they know what southern is or they know what grambling is they know you know morehouse or you know some of these other ones uh i think eddie robinson jr he ain't swag comment hit a little harder now yeah i mean man looking like a, a prophet now and then the thing about it you know the crazy thing the craziest thing about all this is right eddie robinson jr says this he 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 creates that right and Deion sanders profits it uh, profits off it right so the, the whole term who ain't swag came from a completely different person and he basically just flipped that and made it his own which is um like great marketing like i said great marketing team by him he's a capitalist uh if the new orleans saints wins tomorrow night with andy dalton all the media is going to say uh where was this quarterback all season <laughs> I, I don't know about that uh yo t what's going on with Jameis? Derek just not working bro just not working out here bro I, I i wish i can tell you more just it just they just don't have no faith in that man they just don't have any faith in him my uh, prediction is the saints are going to lose again <laughs> uh bng breakdown podcast doing my best jerry uh the house just feels so empty without her uh you know um yeah that's uh aaron from the black and gold breakdown podcast uh you know he lost his uh grandmother a uh, couple of days ago uh my heart goes out to you man like seriously my, my heart goes out to you um i mean i know what your grandmother mean to you and, and she knows what she meant to you but there's this saying it says earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal and i know it don't feel like that right now because you feel you know like it, i mean it just happened but this is a time where you wrap your arms around the people that love you and uh you look to god man look to god to give you closure to give you peace to give you an anointing and you know every day he will give you that strength but just uh just look to him man you know and, and continue to pray don't don't lose sight of yourself and don't lose sight of your goals i mean you're a very uh talented individual you know you you have a man you have a lot of things going for you and i know what your grandmother wants for you is to succeed in everything that you're doing so even though if you feel like stopping right now i'm sure your grandmother wants you to keep going and everybody here that's uh watching this right now that's watched anything that you did uh, uh read any tweet that you did want you to keep going brother so keep your head up man i can't really blame Deion sanders for taking that job jsu needs to step it up on their own and try to get sponsors and try to improve the school's quality overall look i agree like i said i ain't i don't have a problem my my problem does not stem from nobody who wants to take advantage of another opportunity to, to take it my problem is you talk about my my school that, that's what that's what I, I i got a problem right if you want to leave go on and leave okay but one thing you got to remember one monkey ain't stopping no show this train gonna keep on rolling this life gonna keep on going you know why because one monkey don't stop no show that 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 just, just won't keep it like that but i mean if you happy you know that's fine but yeah jackson state they just need to find themselves a head coach 
that's going to be there and that's going to be willing to build. And uh, you know, there's some qual there's some candidates out there. I just don't want them to keep to fall into that whole we got to get a you know a former football former celebrity type thing because you're gonna find yourself being in the same situation. Hey TJ, Coach Prime uh, has got to know in the back of his mind that if he fails, he is not going to be able to come back to a HBCU. I don't think he's going to fail. I don't. I don't think. Look. People can say whatever they want, and people are like, man, you know, he nah, he's not going, he's not going to fail. He's not going to fail because you have to admit, like, even if you the like, even if you went to another swag school, you got to admit he did what a lot of people did not believe he can do at Jackson State, and Jackson State dominated the swag for two years. Like, so if he can do that and convince. These four and five star athletes to come hang out in in Jackson, Mississippi, to go to Jackson State where they don't have these facilities that's that's multi million dollars. I mean, just do what they can versus you know the University of Alabama. You convincing these guys who went to these these uh, visits to come there and play for you? Nah, and you got all these resources at Colorado. No, he he is going to win. Now I don't know if you're gonna win a national championship. I don't know if he'll win. I don't know if he'll win a national championship. Probably will. He he, pro- he probably will. The how charismatic he is, how much of a silver tongue he got. He 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 probably can put together a championship team. So, but yeah, I, I do just I just think that they just need to go back to trying to find somebody that's going to be invested in, in the community. It's going to be invested in uh graduation rate going to be interested in, you know, trying to build the school and not just trying to tiptoe out the back door. The first, you know, first uh, job they get, I think he going to fail. I, I really, I really don't think he going to fail. It was shock. It would shock me if he fails. Like first off, he, he won't allow to anybody to know that he failed. He'll probably like, start like you know finding ways to get out you know he'll, he'll probably start making videos where he sound like he frustrated about something when he really not you know he'll probably get his do boys that he got you know to try to put stuff out here trying to say like oh well, we trying to do this he trying to do this but Colorado, man i thought they wanted to do i thought yeah you ever seen like one of them like um them people that be like man i thought you was ready man I, man i like you told me like I looked at you. I had this conversation with you. I thought you was ready, but it, it don't look like you're ready. You'd be like, oh, I'm ready. No, no, nah, no, nah, no, you're not. Yes, I am, man. I am ready. Like, that's kind of like what would he would he be on? You know, <laughs> you know, like is everybody else fault? Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I got this big plan, I got these big plans for everybody, and y'all don't see them. So let me get up out of here for y'all. You know, a prime won't fail with a team uh, that has one win. Only thing he can do is improve. Exactly. If he come out there and win two games next year, is it improvement for what they did? Dion got it on his mind. He ain't gonna fail. He got them boys shook. Uh, some will leave because uh, they can't handle it, but others will lock in. Yeah, we'll see, man. TJ, if the Saints organization calls you on the phone and asks you as a fan, who uh, do you want as a coach of this team? And who do you want as quarterback? Uh, it's all up to you, man. That's a lot of pressure right there. Um, but look, 
if I can get any head coach, if I can get any head coach to coach the New Orleans Saints, y'all already know it's Frank Wright. You know, Frank Wright would be my choice to be the Saints next head coach. Um, my dark horse would be Ken Dorsey. Uh, Ken Dorsey would be my second choice. I'm only saying Frank Wright because Frank Wright's uh, ability to, as an offensive coordinator and as a quarterback's coach, uh, he has done wonders with Carson Wentz, who people have written off, uh, Nick Foles, who people have written off. And I just think that the direction that the New Orleans Saints are going in is going to cause them to have to look at the quarterback position and choose another signal caller. And not one in the image of a Drew Brees, but in the in the image of a, a new frontier of Saints football. Uh, so Frank Reich would be a guy that I, I can see spearheading that. Uh, Ken Dorsey. Uh, is a guy that has been on offensive staffs. He was on the offensive staff of, of the uh, Carolina Panthers before he went out with Sean McDermott to Buffalo. Uh, we see his passion. I know there's a video going around of him throwing papers everywhere because he's just so upset that the play didn't work. But the guy knows football, you know. And I mean, I've watched Ken Dorsey for a long time. I mean, I remember when he was at Michigan. I remember when it, I mean, not Michigan, but Miami, uh, when they won the national championship. Well, they lost the national championship to Ohio State. Uh, that's the game that Willis McGay he tore everything that he had. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I look at guys like that, like that would be, uh, you know, my coaches. Frank Wright would be my first choice, Ken Dorsey would be uh, my second, uh, third would be uh, would probably be Brian Flores. Um, I think that the Saints uh, need a leader of men, a uh, guy that can kind of bring them all together. Uh, fourth would be Eric B. Enemy, um, you know. I like his offensive innovation, but I just think that what you have in the locker room and what the Saints have collected together, um, I just think that you just need somebody that's going to be able to talk to these guys on a level and inspire them. Dennis Allen probably knows what he's doing, but he's just not an inspiring guy. You know, you can't fake it. Like he, he went to the podium the other day and said, what? Say, I can't be something that I'm not. Right. So it's obvious that you're not motivational. So. Don't need to fake the funk. But as far as the quarterback position, um, if I can get a quarterback, um, my, my choice would be Hendon Hooker. Um, I think Hendon Hooker would be there despite, in spite the fact the Saints getting a first-round pick if they decide to uh, trade the rights to Sean Payton or not. Uh, I think that Hendon Hooker would be there. I think that people are going to shy away from him, uh, one, because he tore his ACL, uh, and also they were kind of, you know, they were kind of, you know, on the fence about them already. So you had the, the skepticism before, and now the ACL, uh, he'll probably end up being there. So Hendon Hooker would be, uh, you know, my choice. So as far as somebody being in the National Football League, uh, it probably would be Tyler Huntley. Uh, Tyler Huntley came in today. Uh, Lamar Jackson, um, you know, hurt his knee. Uh, he came in. I think that, you know, he kind of came on towards the end, tried to sustain some drives. He even got that game-winning drive today, you know, against Denver, you know, Baltimore can move the ball even when Lamar was in the game. So um, Tyler Huntley would be, uh, you know, my my free agent choice. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo would have been another one, you know, but uh, I think what happened today with Jimmy Garoppolo is the reason why, you know, a lot of people probably would be like, now nah, I don't think so because, you know, even though Jimmy G can do some things, uh, he, he does have a, a history of being hurt. And uh, we know that the Saints have been dealing with injuries when it comes to the quarterback position uh, over the last uh, three years. So 
you want to find you some sell somebody that's going to be durable uh, i know that's kind of like a um a hypocritical statement um by me because i'm talking about hendon hooker but hendon hooker doesn't hasn't had a you know history of being hurt this has just been a unfortunate circumstance for the kids so um those are the those are the guys that i would i would probably go with you know if i was looking around the national football league uh that would be my coaches and that would probably be my quarterbacks uh malik hooker and jim harbaugh as the future uh for the saints well i don't know if michigan gonna let uh jim harbaugh leave i can't see that happening um the fact that uh, Michigan has beaten Ohio State two years in a row, something that I don't think any Michigan fan probably thought they'd ever see again in their lifetime. Uh, he, he got these guys rolling. Uh, he got them back in the college football playoff. Uh, he got them back, uh, you know, as Big Ten champions back to back. So it's going to be a hard sell. You know, I know that they had uh, some talks uh, before uh, Kevin McConnell uh, went out to uh, Minnesota, which uh, ended up working out for them very well, uh, that Jim Harbaugh was supposed to be the original coach. But I don't know, man. Um, the more I see things get hushed, uh, the more that I see look sit back and I see um how the Saints are kind of moving. I just feel like they already just gave uh Dennis Allen like complete like support. And maybe they are chunking it up like, oh, if the Saints didn't have all these injuries, then the team probably would have been better. Uh we also uh need an offensive coordinator. And can use all his playmakers on offense effectively. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely a good one. You know, I, I think that to me, if 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 we can get somebody that has some experience on a coaching staff, maybe not been an offensive coordinator, but maybe somebody that's been under like uh, the offensive umbrella of a of a really good offensively innovative team uh, over the years, uh, can come along. Like I, I, what I've been noticing is. Uh, you've been having like offensive assistance of the offensive coordinators. These guys have been the ones that have been getting jobs. They've been the ones that have been getting the jobs of offensive coordinators, and they kind of just kind of finagled that into a head coaching job. So, look, I'm I'm kind of open for a guy that we probably never even heard of, you know, if, if that means that this guy can bring in some offensive innovation. If, you, if you're not understanding what I'm trying to say right now, what I think the Saints need to do is just get away from those old norms. I just do, man. Like, I just think that we are trying to reinvent the wheel. And by reinvent the wheel, I mean we're trying to find a quarterback, the closest thing to Drew Brees. You're not going to find it, all right, because Drew Brees was a special quarterback. And also the the way that the NFL is moving and evolving uh, is going to cause you to continue to take steps back. Because I think one of the biggest issues that we faced in years past was uh drew Brees' inability to be able to run you know what I'm saying and move out of the pocket when he was under the rest when the pocket wasn't as perfect as it needed to be you know you need a quarterback that's going to be able to do those things and you also need offensive innovation that's going to be able to come up with a blueprint to help that quarterback be as successful as possible so i i wouldn't even be I wouldn't even be mad if they went out there and just got somebody, you know, like on one of those classic New Orleans Saints uh, draft days where you like, who? I, I I wouldn't even mind, you know, as long as this guy has a track record and, he, and, you know, he can come up with some offensive innovation and I don't know, even convince maybe Dennis Allen to go for it on fourth down. I don't know. But something uh, that can like, you know, rally the troops and get us excited as a fan base because, you know, this is not 
normal well some of us we've been through this but this is not normal to a lot of people that's a part of this this social media uh generation uh could be a bad or a good thing uh we need a number two running back mark ingram is too slow now yeah definitely want to look at the running back position but that's something you probably can get late in the draft uh, as you can see i mean look ain't nobody drafting no no earl campbells in the first round no more nobody's getting these court these running backs they waiting for the third and the fourth rounds and these third and fourth round running backs are still as productive as a guy that's going in the late first or the early second so it's not nothing that you know you can't address if you do your due diligence if you do your homework you got the right scout team you can find yourself somebody that can be able to contribute and be opposite of Alvin Kamara and if Alvin Kamara, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, you still got that case pending. So if he ends up um, going to, I don't know, I mean, he ends up being suspended for a couple of games, you know, something that we thought was going to happen this year, uh, this guy can kind of step in and maybe do some of the things that Alvin uh, could do. San Francisco offensive coordinator is legit as well. Geno Smith would be a good for this offense. He uses the wide receiver as well. I mean, I wouldn't mind Geno Smith, you know, but I, I think that Seattle probably going to end up re-signing him. I don't know if they're going to sign him to a long-term deal because, I mean, you got to be smart about it. You you can't just be like, okay, man, this guy showed us one year of production, but he's been in the league for nine, uh, so we're going to go ahead and sign him to a long-term deal. No, I think you be smart about it. I think you give him something similar to what you gave to a Jameis Winston uh, contract negotiation where you uh, give him like a two-year deal, but you give him most of his money up front. And if he goes and he falls off a cliff, then guess what? Then you can find yourself drafting in the first round, maybe getting a chance to get at Caleb Williams next year. Is Michael Thomas coming back next year or is he done? Well, contractually, he has to come back. Uh, I expect for the New Orleans Saints to try to keep Michael Thomas, but I don't think that they're going to want to continue to pay him the way that they've been paying him, especially for a guy that hasn't played. Um, I'm not in that category where I feel like Michael Thomas is doesn't want to play or he, he's not interested in playing. Like he just basically just took the money, say Cancun on three, and and forget the legacy, forget all the yards, forget all the catches. I I I do not feel that way. I just feel like Michael Thomas has had a a really weird string of bad luck, and because of this, you know, it, it's causing people to be extremely frustrated with him which causes him to be extremely frustrated because people are frustrated at him because he wants to play. And what you have is basically just a powder keg situation. That's the reason why you're seeing these comments on social media. Uh, that's the reason why you're seeing the frustration between the who that nation. But I think that Michael Thomas loves football and he wants to play. But the Saints also have to be smart about this situation. They can't be sitting around here waiting for Michael Thomas to heal and be continuously taking money off of the books in order to try to compensate for that. It, it just does not make any sense what you need to do is try to find yourself another wide receiver in the draft yes i'm saying it you need to get yourself another wide receiver in the draft opposite of uh chris alave so if michael thomas you can't get something done with him or it's a reoccurring thing you know you can get yourself chris alave on one side and then you can have yourself another wide receiver with promise on the other side no more of these projects no more of these undrafted uh free agents who who can probably give you a catch or two in a game and that's good enough for us no what you need is some guys that's going to be able to stretch the field and do a multi-facet of things in order to allow your offense to grow this is why we're in this situation folks because you only have one guy that's capable of doing some of the things 
that needs to be done at the wide receiver position. All these other guys are basically just role players, right? You need them to shoot a three in a corner, there they go, right? But you're not expecting for them to drive down the lane and score 25 a night. And that's the, that is the biggest issue with the New Orleans Saints, which they need to fix. You need yourself some playmakers, and you need some guys that's going to go out there and that's going to be able to uh, generate some results. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Shouts out to everybody here. Thank you for your questions. Uh, I ask that you please subscribe to the YouTube channel. YouTube.com search the State of the Saints podcast. We're also available on Facebook.com search the State of the Saints podcast. And we have previous episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>